Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. All eyes on the morning skate today. Who's back and who isn't? Ilya Samsonov, honored by the NHL, and Ben chats with Sean Campbell, pre-post intermission host for Canadians Radio. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, November 24th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. The Capitals return to the corner of 7th and F Street tonight, the beginning of a two-game homestand facing the Montreal Canadiens at 7 o'clock. Before the puck drops tonight, there will be a morning skate at 10.30, the first time the team will be on the ice since Seattle. Many questions await the team this morning in Arlington. Will Connor Sherry be available to play tonight, for instance? How about TJ Oshie? Has Lars Eller made it back from COVID protocol in California? Any word on either Anthony Mantha or Nick Backstrom? And who will start in goal tonight against the Habs? With no back-to-backs for a couple of weeks starting tonight, the goalie rotation is bound to be interesting to watch. While we wait for clarity on several fronts for the Capitals, we get a Montreal scouting report this morning from Ben as he chats with Sean Campbell, pre-post-intermission host for Canadians Radio on TSN 690 in Montreal, where we lead off talking about a team still trying to string some wins together. So we'll lead you off the bat here, Sean. First off, the Canadians still seeking that elusive two-game winning streak so far this season. But before we get to some issues they're looking to clean up, they do come to town coming off a win Saturday night, 6-3 over Nashville. A couple of goals for Ryan Pelling. What do you take out of that game Saturday? What are the Canadians hoping to build off of in a year where not a lot has gone well for them, at least seemingly over the weekend, a little positivity in Montreal? Yeah, they're trying to build and try and get to that next level of two wins in a row. Like you said, they haven't done that. And I I thought it was a nice bounce back after their loss to Pittsburgh because the loss on Pittsburgh last Thursday, it was very lethargic. They, they, They really didn't give any energy and they've had some bad losses, but that was the worst of the bunch, just the way that they looked. So it was that curious moment. Did they give up on the coach? Have they given up on this season? And they bounce back really well. So that, I think, is what they need to bounce off of. Now, they're going on a road trip, tough road trip, starting in Washington, Buffalo, and then they'll finish with Pittsburgh. But I think, you know, maybe getting away, getting the group together. They had some good, fun practices this week. We haven't seen the players with the Canadians smile that often. You've seen that the last few days. A couple bodies are getting healthy. So one win needs to lead to two before you can think of three, four, or five. So it's game one of the road trip, Washington. That's their focus. All right. So coming off the win against Nashville, that being said, big picture here, the rough start to the season. They've lost 15 out of 20 overall to begin the year. I know there's a lot of pieces missing from last year's team that went to the Stanley Cup final. Carey Price, most notably, hasn't played yet this season, recovering from offseason knee surgery. But what's the deal, Sean, for a team that had a lot of goodwill going into the offseason? I know it's tough to duplicate that. Expectations were necessarily to repeat that. But this is a significant step back, at least through the first quarter of the season here. Yeah, the step back was not expected to be this giant. I think even you know most people looking at the Canadians felt 
you know, they could battle for a playoff spot. They're back in a tougher division versus the Canadian division. But they, you know, they earned that right to go to the Stanley Cup final. They did that on their own. But you mentioned Carey Price. Absolutely. This team is different without Carey Price. Just think of the tandem Carey Price, Jake Allen, and then Jake Allen, Samuel Montembeau. It just, Jake Allen can't play that often as he's been playing. He's a backup. He's a quality backup, but he just can't do those numbers. It's, it's obvious. Missing Shea Weber. His career is likely over. That is a huge hole. They pick up David Savard thinking he could do some of those things. That hasn't happened. Jeff Petrie has had an awful start to the season. Every time Shea Weber has gone down, Jeff Petrie has stepped up and become that number one defenseman. Hasn't happened in these 20 games that the Canadians have played. And let's not forget, in the playoffs, Shea Weber was probably their best defenseman, their best goaltender, Carey Price, and their best forward was Philip Deneau. Mm -hmm. They let him walk. They let him walk. So their best forward, their best defenseman, and their best goalie from that playoff run are all gone. And they thought they could do a lot of that in-house. And then right now, because the in-house players have been hurt too, it's really caught up to them. So if they do get healthy, maybe they could show that they're a 500 team, but they need to be more than 500 to get to 500. And it's just such a retreat now, 20 games into the season for them. So what what's the status on the goaltending, Carey Price? I feel like the team has been mum on his condition, but you let us know here if there's a time frame on that. And Jake Allen has missed time. It seems as the team took off to Washington, though, uh, seemingly Allen inching towards a return. But what, what's the status and goal there? Yeah, I expect Allen to be back uh, for the game against Washington because they sent back Caden Primo. He's already been sent to Laval, so you have Montembeau and Allen. Carey Price not coming on the trip. No timeline. I can't give you a timeline. He went to the player assistance program, and part of him coming back is taking him time. He's worked out at the uh, practice facility. He's hit the ice once. That's it. Until you start seeing Carey Price practicing with the team, don't look for him to come back. In my mind, I'm thinking 2022 before he even plays a game. It might be before that. And if it is, then everybody's going to smile and enjoy that story. Health-wise, it seems that he's healthy knee-wise. It's just his personally, he needs to be up to speed and with the team. And they are really taking their time with this. So there are eight points out of a playoff position. It's early still, but the old U.S. Thanksgiving, you start to look at the standings a little bit. They've played more games than any other team in the Eastern Conference as well, which maybe doesn't work in their favor. But my question is, between now and Carey Price's return, whenever that might be, if it is later this season and you envision a spark in him carrying the team to an extent, how do they narrow that gap? Do they have it within them with the personnel in place to turn things around here. Are there any signs of life other than Saturday night's win over Nashville, in other words? Yeah, you know what? Ryan Palin showed a little bit of life. He, he was a guy that they thought was going to make the team out of training camp. Didn't happen. He was sent down to Laval. He's come back, looked a lot better. Cole Caulfield made the team out of camp. Didn't start well. Didn't score in the first 10 games. Sent to Laval. He's been called up. He's provided a little bit of energy as well. These young guys have provided energy. But the real thing that has had to happen for this team They need Jeff Petrie to play better. It hasn't happened. Ever since he got hurt in the playoffs last year, the offense has just absolutely disappeared. It's not there anymore. And he was a weapon on the power play. He doesn't even get power play sometimes, some nights. They use Ben Sherratt on the power play. That's some of the indications. Ben Sherratt started to play better. Joel Edmondson's practicing with the team. He's on the trip. He's not going to play, but Joel Edmondson's back. Alexander Romanoff, after a rough first 12 games, has really found his groove with the Canadians on the blue line. So they're finding a little bit more stability on that blue line, 
but the number one guy, Jeff Petrie, has to turn around. That's where the light is at the end of the tunnel. Up front, Nick Suzuki's been solid. They just need a little more consistency from guys like Toffoli and Anderson and Gallagher to provide some offense. Foley, such a big year last year, maybe hard to envision him duplicating to that extent. But to your point, a little bit of a, a rough start for Tyler Toffoli. And do want to ask you about Cole Caulfield. Uh, you mentioned him a moment ago. So he's back up with the big club after a stint with the American Hockey League team in Laval. That being said, such a key cog, such a fun watch from afar during last year's postseason run. A, a spark of energy, offensive-minded. As far as him getting back on track, or what has kept him, I guess, this season from showing signs of what we saw last spring? Because clearly it was a rough start that resulted in him being reassigned to AHL. Yeah, it's interesting because this is his rookie year. Last year, you know, this is he's just a rookie. And and, and everyone, you know, so much happened to him last year in Wisconsin, Team USA, and then going to the Laval waiting his turn and then the playoffs started. And then he goes on the Stanley cup run with the Canadians and being part of that. There just, there was so much to that. And I think a lot of that was momentum and the team playing well around him, but it's a good reminder. I've been saying this on TSN 690 that the NHL is hard. It's not an easy league to play in. And this guy was playing college within a year ago, like just a couple months ago, he has a handful of professional games. That's it. Like he really doesn't. It's, you know, you can probably get up 25 professional games. That's it. So it's still a learning process for him. He's young, but you could see that there is a specialty to the way he shoots, the way he looks. He's got a jump in his game, but now he's playing NHL defenseman every single night. He Sometimes he gets pushed around. Sometimes he has to stay on the outside where in previous times he could get on the inside, just shooting on a college goalie and an AHL goalie versus an NHL goalie is such a difference. They react so much better. They're, they're in better position. So it's a learning process for him. I don't think it's a, a bump in the road. I just think this is part of growth into being an NHL player. There it is, your look at tonight's opponent from Ben and Sean Campbell from TSN 690 in Montreal. Congratulations to Ilya Samsonov. We missed this yesterday, but he is named one of the NHL's three stars of the week for the period ending November 21st. Ilya was the number two star of the week. Johnny Gaudreau from the Flames, number one, and Kale McCarr, a defenseman for the Colorado Avalanche, your number three star. Ilya on the week, 2-0, two shutouts, stopped all 56 shots that came his direction. It's the Capitals and the Montreal Canadiens tonight at 7. Network airtime is at 6.45. Your extended pregame show exclusively here on Caps Radio 24-7 starting at 4 o'clock. And we also got a memo about a holiday this week. We're going to take Thursday and Friday off for Turkey and be back with you here on Monday as the Caps head to Carolina and Florida to close out the month of November. In the meantime, have yourself a great Wednesday, a wonderful Thanksgiving, And a great kickoff to your holiday season, everyone. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.